The Ash Kip Lutzi and Susie O'Neill podcast. The big announcement, if you missed it last night. The International Olympic Committee has the honour to announce that the Games of the 35th Olympiad are awarded to Brisbane, Australia. <laughs> A lot of excitement, even though it was a one-horse race in the end. It's still, it's still got people pumped. So we oh, have yeah. Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk, Lord Mayor Adrian Schrinner there, mm-hmm. amongst others, including John Coates. Prime Minister Scott Morrison wasn't there, but I believe uh, was involved in some capacity. A video conference, The video yeah. conference, and he joins us now. Good morning, Prime Minister. How are you? I'm very good, but how good is Brisbane and how good is Queensland? What it's, is it? That's... It's fantastic news. Yes. What, what do you reckon, what will it mean to the people of Queensland? Well, I mean, about $18 billion right across the country, mm. and most of that in, in Queensland, and, 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 and then particularly down in southeast Queensland. Uh, but what it means, what I'm really excited about, and, and, and I don't know if Susie's on the, on, the, on the line this morning, but she'd know, all those kids down at the Valley Pool doing their the squad this morning and this mm. afternoon, they can look forward to doing an Olympics in their own city. Yes. And, that is so exciting. I mean, this is just going to light the imagination of kids and sport mm. all across the country, just like Sydney did. I, I know what that meant in Sydney, um, and I know what it's going to mean up in Brisbane, a city on the rise, a city getting stronger and uh, and bigger and uh, and really emerging. And this is, this is uh, you know, entering a, a new sort of league of cities around the world. Mm. And uh, so that has great economic benefits for the city itself in its recognition. Uh, but also, you know, the, the, I mean, I was part of the presentation, obviously, yesterday. I've been in this from, from the get-go with John Coates and, and really excited this has come off. Ultimately, it was just down to one uh, selection, but uh, we had to put in those yards. I mean, my first meeting on this was back in Tokyo in, in 2019, hmm. um, I think it was. Uh, what, no, it was later than that. Was the initial plan for us to host 28 and then that kind of went to LA and so we kind of, kind of got pushed back to 32 because of that? Because it seems like 11 years, it, it, I mean, it's very exciting, but it's a long way away. Mm. Well, the, the key thing about what's changed this time round, you know, I remember back in the Sydney in 2000 when the decision was made in 1993 um, and everyone said, I'd never heard um, up there, they'd never heard um, Beijing um, said like Sydney before. But um, in, on this one, mm. um, it, what they've decided to do is is do it a lot further out, which gives us a lot more time to plan, a lot more time to get things right um, and to work with the Olympic movement uh, as we've been doing now over these past few years um, to ensure that they have confidence about the things that are needed. There were many other countries that were interested in this, but um, um, Australia was able to you know, get ourselves out in front of the pack and we were the one that they then wanted to go into more detailed discussions with and that all um, resulted in, in where we got to uh, last night. So it was a pretty emotional uh, I, I must admit found it pretty emotional um, giving that first pitch uh, to the to the ISC yesterday which I did uh, hear from Canberra and uh, and telling the stories of, of, of how it just lit up the imagination of, of Australians and uh, at that time and and what those games meant to us and, and back 20 years ago and what these games are going to mean to us I mean the world can trust us to put on a great games mm. and they can trust Queensland to do that but I should stress, this is a partnership between the federal government and the state government. This will be different to what happened in Sydney. So it's 50-50. Queensland, 
it, it's 50-50 partnership, not just funding. So that means, you know, all the decisions. So, you know, how we put the organising committee together and who's running that and how we put the coordination authority together to build and scope the, the venues that need to be built. That's a 50-50 arrangement. Decisions are shared. Uh, that's not how it was in New South Wales. The New South Wales government they basically paid for all that. Um, this, mm-hmm. this is, yeah. when Queensland came to us, they said, well, no, we'll need the Commonwealth government um, to do this and, 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 and share the funding. I said, fine, but we're doing it together. We're doing it as a partnership mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to share the decisions and we're going to do this together. And, and that's what Prime they agreed Minister- to Prime Minister, I think we, we can't discount the fact, too, when we say it was a one-horse race, that um, we, like, essentially because of the, the way the Olympic movements changed, it, the, the, the city or the, the region that won had to be a tick in every box. And in this yeah. current climate, it's the perfect storm for Brisbane. I, don't, I can't mm-hmm. think of one way you could you know, people can renege on, 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 on why we got it or, or, or argue why we got it, and there's not a counter-argument to, to supersede that. Like, it's in every single yeah. way from... Uh, the the infrastructure and the size of the city and the uh, the, the, the yeah, climate in every single possible way this is the perfect place to have an Olympics uh, in yeah. eleven years. Well, the Lord Mayor uh, Adrian was making that point last night in the questions that we had to and fro uh, with the International Olympic Committee. I mean, the time of year it's about basically now that it'll run at the same time as the yeah. Tokyo Games are. And exactly. he was saying, look, you know, it, it was it was a Goldilocks <laughs> sort of city, not too hot, not too cold. <laughs> And uh, at that time yeah. of the year, and, and, and for athletes in particular, and Susie know all about that, um, mm-hmm. it's the right um, sort of environment in which to be competing. And at the end of the day, the, you know, the games are about the athletes too. I mean, that's what it's ultimately yep. about. And uh, the athletes have got to be very excited about where they're going to go and compete and what it's going to be like for those athletes. Um, the, the distance and time uh, were questions that were asked about, you know, from where they'd be staying to venues and access to training venues. So a lot of thought had gone into answering all of those questions questions uh, to make sure we're able to put our best foot forward. But you're right, it all does align for Brisbane in, in 2032. And, uh, and you know, th- this will also mean right across southeast Queensland, because it's the Gold Coast Games too, it's the Sunshine Coast Games as well, uh, but mm. obviously focusing in on Brisbane, but also the rest of... Um, all the rest of Queensland. I mean, people come and train up there in Cairns and, yeah. um, you know, and in, in, in Townsville and other parts of the country. And, uh, you know, and I hope you know, that the tourism benefit of this, of, of course, like Sydney did, they'll be benefiting in Tasmania as mm. much as they are. Not yeah. so um, much Tasmania. Keep them out of this. Yeah, well, congratulations to, to Brisbane. Uh, and, and It th- will be great, yeah, won't it? It's, it's going to be so oh, good. Massive. Can't wait for it. Well, it's yeah. a ray of hope, guys, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're doing things pretty tough. Yeah. Uh, at the moment, and uh, and you know we all know that, and I think everybody's you know trying to push through, particularly those in the southern states. But you know we've got to keep our eye on things in, in Queensland as well, and we've got to make sure we keep surging ahead there with getting people vaccinated and all of those sorts of things. But and it's been a tough time, but to get that news. Well, it was a different sort of shot in the arm, wasn't it? And and uh, it was it was a great pump up for the country. When do you think the country will be fully vaccinated? We've got more people in lockdown than have mm. been vaccinated at the moment. Like by when will we be able to be fully vaccinated and uh, and and start like international travel or whatever we need to do? Yeah. Well, in terms of vaccination, we believe that by the end of the year, everybody who, who wants one will have been, had the opportunity to get one. Okay. And now what, what that translates into in the level of vaccination, well, that, that's really up to every Australian. We'll yeah. provide those opportunities. We're now running at a million a week. Mm-hmm. And so we've massively stepped it up over the last couple of months. I know we had uh, troubles early. Uh, factors inside and outside our control. That's I can take responsibility for that, but I also took responsibility for fixing it. 
uh, put Lieutenant General Fruin there in charge of all of that, and he's brought it together, and we've been escalating our, our rates every single month. I mean, we went from uh, we went from two million in May uh, to three and a half million in June. Uh, we'll be over four million this month, uh, and that'll keep going up. We've been able to bring forward those Pfizer doses. But can I particularly make a plea um, for those, particularly those listening on your program, and your parents or your or your older relatives? Please go and get them vaccinated with AstraZeneca because if their variant actually gets into any city like we've seen in other states, then it's the more vulnerable, those who are older, who are most at risk. Mm. And the best protection they can have is to go and get that vaccine right now. All right. Um, we've got that's to get, what we've we're got focused to on in Sydney and other places, getting particularly the more vulnerable because mm. what we're seeing this time in Sydney is we're not seeing those terrible scenes that we saw in, uh, when it was in Melbourne because this time round, all the aged care facilities have had their two-dose visits and yeah. they're protected. We're only seeing people at present who have passed away. They've died in the community and they haven't been vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So please, if you're in Brisbane and you've got your... Talk to your to mum, talk to your dad. I talked to my, my mum and, and, and my mother-in-law. They've had their two doses of AstraZeneca. Jenny, she's not elderly. She's yet... Oh, yeah, just be careful with your wife. <laughs> You're treating very You're very careful, very careful, 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 careful You be careful there, Mr Prime Minister. You want to bail out? I'm going to do, do you a favour and wrap you up here, Mr <laughs> Prime Minister. Thanks, mate. Where's the dump button? <laughs> the Ash, Kip, Lutzi and Susie O'Neill podcast is a Nova podcast. For more great comedy shows like this, head to novapodcasts.com.au.